been a long time since the cappuccino was fashionable. We go to one of those uh, cappuccino places. Cappuccino. Practice situational awareness next time you're at the gas station. We're live. We're live. Gas station cappuccino episode 154. Man, tell you what, uh, you were just talking about uh, podcasting, how sitting, we're going to sit on these stools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're saying how you couldn't even sit in here because your back was hurting you so bad. So, and this was for how many months was your back? Uh, my like back this? was fucked. So, my back, I got sick with COVID, you know, a while back, and I was in the bed for a long time. I think that's what kind of like started it. Mm, I got bedridden. I was, I was kind of like in bed for like four days straight, kind of yeah. like not moving around a ton. Yeah. I was pretty sick and just like more just like I just didn't. And then kind of lingered this back pain that I didn't treat, right? I was yeah. kind of like, oh, it'll just go away. Ignore it. Ignored it. You know, do a lot of golfing, even going to the range and stuff. So I was getting a lot of torque and tension on my, you know, on my left side, in my glute area, all the way down my leg. And it fucking got so out of control. And I wasn't working out as regularly. Mm. And because I was just kind of like just didn't have time. Like my hobby of like working out was kind of replaced with just kind of like doing more golf stuff at the time. And and uh, before I kind of balanced that out. But anyways, my back got so fucked up that I basically uh, would get these insane jolts of, uh, what's the word, like sharp pains. Like yeah. I thought I had a- Shooting slip. pains. I, yeah, shooting pains, like excruciating, like crumble to the ground back pain. Like I'd sit down, I would go to stand up and like I would like fucking literally verbally fucking gasp of like fucking pain. Oh! Like literally, like ah, literally, ah. literally that bad. And like, I have a high pain tolerance, and it would literally crumble me to humbility lane. Like I would yeah. fucking like fall to my knees in pain. And I'm like, well, that's not good. So I'm looking up fucking shit. Like, do I have a slipped disc? Is this yeah. like an ex- extreme version of sciatica? Like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, you know, you go around the rabbit hole of like ways to fix it and like you know remedies and things you can try and change this and that and you know, there's people talking about oh you might have to get surgery and all this crazy shit. Someone said the word surgery. Someone said the word surgery because I was like asking people I knew I had back problems like oh man you know blah 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 and I'm like well no I don't think that that's like this came out of nowhere there wasn't right. like a one instant thing that I did yeah. Like I was like picking up a fucking truck and then I fucking hurt my, threw my back out. You know what I mean? Like I didn't fall off of a horse, you know, like I didn't like, yeah, there wasn't any trauma. Yeah. You Um, didn't, you didn't dive into a swimming pool and hit your head. No, I didn't hurt my neck, you know? And so long story short, man, I just started fucking grinding, uh, stretching at first because there was no fucking such thing as working out at this point. Right. There was no working out. It was in that much pain where, like, I couldn't even get into a light body weight position. Like, walk, without, walking was a lot. Walking was a lot, you know. And obviously, I was doing a lot of sitting at work. I, I used to stand at work all the time. Then I started sitting again. You know, I have a little bit longer commute here now. So there's a lot of factors here on, I think, what contributed to this, right? Just the neglect and just bad habits of sitting too much. Yeah. You know? So long story short, um, I just started grinding uh, stretching, grinding, uh, slowly working in it with some dead hangs and your classic kind of hip, glute, back stretching. I did start doing yoga every single day for like 20 days straight. Yeah. Uh, my goal was a month, but then I kind of like started, 
feeling a little bit better. So right. I naturally started doing it less and started doing other things though, like working out. Plus you had to wait for your apex moon. I had to wait for my apex moon. But the yoga, honestly, the yoga was a good um, mediary, like, uh, like, uh, to working out again, it was like something. To, it was something to do, like regularly scheduled. Okay, yeah. I'm doing this every day. I felt like it, I was working out. Movement. Yeah, like I felt like honestly, I felt like I was working out because I was doing like a pretty good yoga thing. Where it's right. like, if you do yoga right, you know, it's tough. Oh yeah. And you know, and I was felt like I was working out. I felt like I was like not just like pouting and and uh, and just like hitting it with a foam roller and a theragun, expecting it to get better. Right. I'm actually making like. I'm getting into good positions where I'm getting deep stretches and I'm like strengthening my muscles in that way, right? So that really fucking helped uh, kickstart me into then slowly doing lighter training stuff, a ton of single leg stuff again, like, yeah. uh, you know, dumbbell box step up, single leg, lunging, uh, a lot of, um, uh, at the warehouse here we have the, um, what's it called? Slant box stuff. Oh yeah, slant board, slant board, yeah, slant board, knees over toes kind of stuff, and we got that GHD out there. GHD we got out there, so I started doing like verse hypers mm-hmm. on that, uh, getting the hamstrings going, activating my glutes because my glutes were just not activating. Right, they were so fucking locked up, they just wouldn't, they weren't working. Yeah. So then it was pulling on my back, yep. and it was pulling on my hamstrings, and it was just like everything else was working, but not my glutes at all. Right. So then I just started doing things that like where you have to force those things to start working again, right? So obviously then that started happening, and then I started increasing the weights. I started re- re- regular regular workout regimen, um, and yeah, and then I'm better now. There, <laughs> no surgery. No surgery. Better. Some fucking people, though, yeah, this dude. will happen to them. Yeah, man. And then they will get their back cut open. Th- this is like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not fucking kidding when I say this. Like, yeah. I was in so much pain. Like, the thought crossed my mind. Like, I might Maybe have I to just, check this out. I was like, I didn't know what happened. And I start thinking, like, you go down the rabbit hole of, like, slip discs and fucking, like, sure. and, like what they need to do to relieve the pain. Like, because I felt the pain. At one point, it was, like, in the middle of my back. And then it was in my glute. It was kind of bouncing around, and like it was weird. It was, and it was excruciating, like the most pain I've ever had in my life. And I consider myself someone that has a high pain tolerance, but it was, um, yeah, not fun. But also not that hard to get rid of. It was just a six weeks of uh, discipline and uh, having like a, uh, a resources to. Um, this is where it's good to talk to your friends and talk yeah. to people you know because they'll give you ideas. You know that you like. You know. You might not have found well, online or, you know, and it, and it got better. And, you know, that that last part you said, that applies to everything. I think anytime you're struggling with something, right? What's yep. the what's most people's natural inclination? You're struggling with something. You a lot of people just like keep it to themselves because, you know, one, you don't want to be Debbie Downer everywhere. It's like, hey, how's it going? You're like, oh, man, my back's fucking killing me. I'm miserable. How's How are you? Yeah. Right? Or, yeah. or or you're struggling, you know, even mentally, depression or whatever. How's it going? It's like, well, I barely got out of bed today, hanging on by a thread. What about you? What about you, Ted? Right? Like, oh, it's, oh how, how's it going? Oh, man, yesterday really flew off the handle, yelled at my kids for no fucking reason, did not apologize, and uh, I feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. And people, this is not how people approach conversations, right? Yeah. And the truth is, if, you know, now there's obviously a different, if someone is truly a friend, somebody mm-hmm. you really care about, right? Mm-hmm. I'd want to know what, yeah. like, what, like what's going on, man. And you guys talk to other people. Cause the only way to, 
uh, get better at stuff and learn things is by talking to other people mm-hmm. and using those resources, right? Yeah. Using like your resources and, and friends and family for sure. It's such a big thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like, hey, what's, what's up? It's like, oh, man, it's actually bothering me. Hey, I should reach out to some people I know. Yep. Oh, hey. First thing I did. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? My back. you guys here. Yeah. Ask Kristen. Ask you. I was like, what do you guys, you know, what do you think I should try? And you know? if especially you know someone's had issues before, hey, I know mm-hmm. your back bothers you sometimes. What are some of the stretches you do when, you, when your back's jacked up? Mm-hmm. And then they'll show you. They'll be happy to show you. In fact, they'll be like, oh, your back's fucked up? Oh, man, that sucks. Like, you know, let me let me help you out with that. You know, same, same thing. Again, it comes back to all these other aspects of life, too. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, man, my, you know, parenting is a great example. My kid's doing this thing and like, I don't know what to do. Like it's, you know, it's frustrating and I, you know, and, and I'm struggling with it and, you know, talk to someone who's been there before. Hey, what do you do when your kids act like this? Or does your kid ever just like throw these crazy fits and they're just like, they like, can't, they get caught in like repeat mode, right? Like oh, saying yeah. the same thing yeah. over and over and over. And they're like, they're upset and they're crying and you just can't get them to calm down. Like when you, when it's happening, you're like, something's wrong with this child, yeah. right? Like they need like medication or like, worst. Yeah, and, yeah. and no one Naturally. like, like it's not. And then you talk to other parents and almost everyone's like, oh yeah. oh yeah. And maybe not every kid, but if someone has more than, more than one kid, you got two yeah, kids, you, you one got, of them, you get all the different sides. Of someone's them. like, oh yeah, we've had that. And like this, my kid used to do that. And this mm-hmm. is how we handled it. You mm-hmm. know, it was really hard. And this one, and it's like, oh, it's just getting ideas and things to try. Mm-hmm. And it's not that complicated. You know, no. it's like talk to people who have had the experiences and then and then try it. Also, it's like also sometimes, man, it's like with anything, sometimes we just have too much information available to us. Yeah. And then the, all this, the fucking worst shit comes to the th- top. Oh, yeah. You, you know what prob- I mean? No. Dude, you, so you, it's you like thought you had back cancer. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got cancer. In my I got sp- back cancer. I got spinal cancer. It's spinal. I need to get a spinal tap. Like, like figure uh, it out. Mike Tyson. It's spinal. It's spinal. <laughs> I broke my back. Broke my back. Spinal. What do you mean? My back's broken. Spinal. <laughs> Spinal. The, uh, but yeah, man, I just um, definitely found a new appreciation for yoga, though. And like, I yeah. want to get back to that where I was with that because it yeah. was like 30 minutes a day. It wasn't yeah. that big a deal. I need to prioritize what it. What reason? Uh, I found this lady, Andrea, on YouTube. Oh, hell yeah. And she's got fucking like, of course she does because she's fantastic. She's got <laughs> 5 million subscribers. Really? And she does free yoga every day. What 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 kind is it? Is it like yin or is it like vinyasa? Are you moving a lot? Are you sweating? Is it more of holding poses for a period of time? I don't know the different levels of yoga, but I know that it's um So so there's kind of these two. So yin is like Ramwad. Ramwad is yin yoga. They just called it Ramwad because they wanted crossfitters to do it. And if you called it yin yoga, no one would do it, mm-hmm. right? So it's like holding poses for like one to five minutes. No, per thing. not that. Then less, there's less time. Okay, so then there's uh, like- You're vin- moving around a lot. Okay, so vinyasa is a specific kind of like a flow, but there's a lot of like- chaturanga like lowering in a push-up position and like it's kind of flowing through these different poses but you can go at you know there is some um, some holds but not like ramwad okay interesting yeah so it's something kind of in the middle then sounds like yeah yeah i think so yeah it's great yoga by andrea apparently she's a fucking youtube celebrity what's called yoga by andrea yeah yoga yoga by andrea and they're like 30 minutes she also like I looked up on her you know in her feed of like when i first was fucked up and how i even found her i was i was looking up uh, sciatic pain relief like stretches and that's how I found her so that's her specialty kind of no not really she just had a video because she's smart she just had a video for that 
mixed in with her just like other shit. Yeah, there's a title. She has like these, she has her, her, her SEO. She has her 30 day like flow plan, that kind of like on ramp plan. That's like 30 days straight of yoga. Do Is this, that what you were do doing? This every day. I did that. Yeah. And then I also did a lot of her, um, one offs, one off right. videos. Right. So at the end, I definitely did 30 plus sessions of her stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, that really, really got the pain to subside. Um, pretty quickly yeah a couple weeks you know which is like in hindsight that's not that long well i mean this is why you I'm can't at- expect it to go away in one fucking session of stretching no. like but people think that and they think they can foam roll on like a broken fucking hip or whatever for 10 minutes and you know i just i didn't leave any card unturned i worked on my hips worked on my calves worked on my shins worked on my you know glutes worked on my back i did it well, all so- something you're talking about right now is uh something that Actually, Andrew Huberman, is, I've heard him say specifically, but it's like when something's wrong with somebody, the order of events that you should that you should take to try and get something fixed is actually inverse of what is common in like Western medicine right now. So the order you should go in, it's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So what in your lifestyle can you change? Yeah. Then next should be diet, mm-hmm. nutrition. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next would be supplements. Mm-hmm. And then finally, last would be medicine, or mm-hmm. that's where I would also include like surgical intervention, right? Yeah. Doctor and, intervention. Maybe. Yeah. And, but so often it's the opposite right now. It's so like you show, it's like, oh man, something's going on. Then it's like they immediately want to give you a prescription or cut you open. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, look at all these other things we could do first, right? Like, how about lifestyle changes or, nu- or nutrition or supplementation? And then finally, to that. Yep. We're rolling good. Yeah, we're rolling good. And, you know, and so there's that. And I think that the, the truth is people think it's easier or more simple, whatever, to hop on the medication, but it's really not. Because those medications and surgical interventions come with their own host of side effects and stuff that's going on. Imagine, dude, imagine, imagine I go to the doctor with this back pain, puts me on fucking, puts me on opioids, and I'm fucking an addict. Oh, I know. We both, we both would be because (laughs) I'd ask you, I'd ask you for some. You know, it's like that. The whole office would be. But that's what happens. Like that's that's what what happens. Happens to people. You know, that's when you have these fucking pandemics and these crises of fucking drug addiction. It's like, well, someone has a hurt back instead of them fucking going on YouTube finding Andrea. They're going to their trusted doctor and he's putting them on fucking Oxycontin. Yeah. And I mean, like, oh, yeah, let's take care of it. And to be clear, medications, there's a time for them. Absolutely. That's not what we're saying. But But so a a similar example, though, is like Zoloft, right? Like how many I'm going to say women, but people in general, men included. Right. But how many women are on like that? You you know, they're a Xanax or or Zoloft or something like that. Whereas now. Is there a time where it's necessary and it's very important? Absolutely. And do mm-hmm. I think there's anything wrong with that? Is there any shame in that? No, there's not. No. But no. it should be for most people, it's a it should be a temporary solution while you're going through what you're going through and figuring out the things you're figuring out. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people just stay on it because it's like, oh, this kind of solved my problem. Yeah. But I personally have talked to this is anecdotal, obviously. It's just me, my life, my experiences. Mm-hmm. But I personally know of two women who are between the ages of 35 and 42 or 43, around kind of that that range, right, mm-hmm. who were going through some stress, having some issues, anxiety things. They get mm-hmm. on Zoloft. They're doing that. And then they realize like three, four, five, six months later, because these people are healthy, they eat pretty good. They, you know, but they start doing other things as well. Mm-hmm. They start maybe doing some meditating. They start going on longer walks. They look at their sleep patterns and, mm-hmm. and are, adjust the way they sleep, different things like that. I mean, certain foods you different, eat make you feel a certain way. 
days. A- absolutely. Like big and time. So, you know, after about six months to a year of being on that, they go, you know what? Um, and they're also, they're talking to a psychologist, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, and so they're doing all these things. Well, they're both off of it now. And they're talking about how much actually happier they are because it, you know, because it does calm you down. It, it numbs you a bit, mm-hmm. right? Like that's mm-hmm. what it does. Mm-hmm. And again, anyone who's, who's on it, there's no shame in that. And, and it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it, no. but let's look at these other things as well. Yes. Right. Let, it should be the goal would be for it to be a temporary intervention, not a long term solution. Yeah, you just and don't pain, want to depend on anything. And pain meds are the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Your back exactly. bothers no you. Different. Those are the same things. Exactly. And exactly. It's just one for a physical, you know, yeah, ailments, one's for mental health, one's mental. for physical right. health. Yeah. All right. Which are both important. Yes. But the point is medications are great. There's a time for it. But let's look at these other three factors. Let's look at lifestyle situation. Let's look at nutrition. And then let's look at, you know, supplements. And, and, you know, in addition to those other things, and ideally that's the order you go in instead of the other way around. For sure. Now, if you're in an emergency situation, you're, you know, whatever, yeah, go to the medication. But then while you're doing that, then go back and address these other three issues. It's my, man, here's the deal. This is my issue with, um, specifically with like type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. Now, again, just to be clear, this isn't about shaming anybody or whatever. And yeah. t- of course, take the medication you need and all that's great. However, I know a guy who's on an insulin pump mm-hmm. for type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. right? And I've seen this motherfucker grab a cupcake, look down at his machine, hammer off a, cu- a few pumps on that bad boy, <laughs> and then put that thing down, yeah. right? Now, is that I've what we're doing? That is that the goal? Is that healthy? Is that, like, that's what your doctor wants? Like, that's a better, here's the thing. You could just, you know what else is an option? Let me give you another, let me give you another option, okay? Well, here it is. Don't have type 2 diabetes. Yeah. And now some people are going to say, oh, that whatever, that's ridiculous, but it's not. Because it's a it is a curable thing. It's curable. That's it's, the, that's the catch. It's only a disease because based on your lifestyle. Yeah. Your lifestyle and nutrition are the reason why you have a fucking insulin pump attached to your body all the time. There's a family member that Fix, I have that that you, he just I saw him at a party. He's like ham- chugging. Co- you got oh, one dude, hand hammer, on a Coca Cola. Hammer and Trulies. <sighs> hammer and cake. I see him look over at the little numbers on his pump. Start <sighs> racking it up. <laughs> oh my god! Just, just hammered, <gasps> smashing Trulies and cake. And I'm like, bro, you're out of control. <laughs> That's it's 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 reckless, dude. It's crazy. Dude, and, like, oh, here's my here's my pocket solution. And here's the deal: someone realizes, oh shit, I've got this diabetes, a major issue. Well, yeah, sure. Start taking insulin. Do what you got to do to get your shit under control get your now. Levels up, get and, your levels then, right, and then let's look at this lifestyle, yeah. nutrition, yeah. supplementation, right? And when I say lifestyle, to be clear, we're talking about activity and sleep and exercise and the, these nutrition. types of things. Yeah, these types of things. So it's like, but just being like, okay, well, I'm just going to be on this medication the rest of my Oh, this is dope. Now I got this insulin pump and I can now just I can do whatever I want. <laughs> well, you still can. You know what, Susan? I will have that third cupcake. Yeah. Give me that you know? fucking, give me half that pie. Man. But um, and, yeah, for sure. And it, it's comes down to, you know, this is really what I want to talk about today is simple people making things too complicated and that's, just need yeah, to that's simplify things. That's what it comes things. down to. And this well, totally no one wants falls to into that. No one wants to hear the problem is no one wants to do six weeks of recovery, physical recovery. Sure. Uh, Give me the quick on fix. their own, 
with no fucking like personal trainer. Like I didn't have a personal trainer. I didn't have a fucking blah blah blah. I didn't. I did one. I did two. I did two bogus fucking uh, um, chiropractor. I did one real one. My my buddy who actually does a really good job, and that helped me kind of uh, a lot. But then I did this other person I did two sessions with that was a fucking waste I threw $200 into the street essentially right and I'm like well I'm never fucking doing that again and uh long story short I wanted that to fix it I fell I fell for it yeah I fell for the trap I wanted to go to this this person and like he's just gonna move things around and he's gonna fix my back and it's like well this there's like there's no way that even if I did this for fucking six weeks and I came in here and gave this guy fucking $100 a session that this would change anything. Right. There's no fucking way. The only thing that changes your bank account and his. Yes, exactly. And I'm not saying that like people that do physical therapy, like they don't like that's not going to help. It definitely does. I've had other issues where it's relieved a lot, muscular stuff and this and that. But I could just tell where this was going. I knew that the only way for this to get better is I needed to strengthen my weakened back from not doing as much heavy training as I was doing and sitting on my fucking ass too much. Yeah. At, at work and then on in the commute to work. And I'm still an active person. I was still doing out and being being active and working out, but I wasn't like, I wasn't doing like lifestyle like strengthening. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not fucking weightlifting competitively anymore. I'm not getting in that volume of training. So it's like I can't just sit around I'm like 30 fucking five years old this year. Like I can't just sit around like at this age and like think of my body's just going to be okay with that. Right. And no one wants to hear that. They just wanted like, oh, I should be able to just like not change my lifestyle and get older and not be in pain. It's like, well, no, you got to work to not be in pain well and you know this is kind of an aside to this that that i think is the same vein that i was, that I was thinking about earlier a lot is so last last weekend i went out to uh i went to houston to the attitude nation camp mm-hmm. attitude nation team camp mm-hmm. and donnie shankle is out there and donnie's doing his his speech whatever john had we did a little panel kind of he talked a little i talked a little we did a q a and one of the things he's talking about Donnie is like the king of simplicity in this shit, you know, but everything he said was just like simplifying things and just, it seemed like the most obvious thing in the world, but also you're like, man, I'm so glad you're here to hear it. Right. It's funny. It's like normally if you you would think of something so obvious, it'd be like a waste, but it was the opposite of that. Right. You're like, Oh God damn it. So, you know, for example, he'd be like, Hey, when you're training, if you, if you're moving well, you feel like you're fast and you're moving well, but the weights feel heavy, you need to eat more. If the weights feel good, but your body, you don't feel like you're moving well, you feel like you're slow, you need to sleep more. And I'm just like, no, no, hold on. Like this is like, but that's, you couldn't be more accurate. Like yeah. th- that's it. And yeah. it is that simple. It is. People's like, well, well, what should you eat more of? You know what you should eat more of? Food. Yeah. Eat more food, motherfucker. Like, yeah. probably, you, know, you know the answer to that question, though, also. Yeah. Oh, probably protein and maybe some carbs. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. eat, like, or try it. Or, like, how about this? Just, like, up your protein intake, and then if it's still filled that way, okay, now let's add some more carbs in, too. One right? thing like, for it's sure not, is upping, upping your protein more and training always works. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, oh, I'll talk about Donnie, Mr. 20 Eggs. He hit the Olympic Training Center. He got in trouble because he didn't. 20 eggs you know every day and they'd have to ask they're like hey donnie can you or i talk to his coach like hey can you talk to donnie he keeps ordering 20 eggs every morning for breakfast <laughs> 20 in a sitting yeah dude, like like yeah, i believe him on some scrambled eggs dude he ate a hundred wings <laughs> they went to hooters 20 eggs there's got to be an easier they, protein source they went they went to hooters and the guy put down a hundred wings in one sitting 
He was at 93. He tried to stop, and John wouldn't let him. John's like, Donnie, look, get some water, move around a little bit. I'm not letting you out of this chair when you're in single digits. Apparently, Glenn got to like 83, and he had to leave. Time was up. He had to go get his kid. Donnie's like, you're quitting now for a child? (laughs) Forget that child, man. You got victory on the line. Oh, man. (laughs) Anyway, so... But that that simplifying like training recovery, you know, he also says shit that, you know, I, I don't I actually don't totally disagree with. But, you know, a lot of people would. But like um, for, you know, also like his overtraining. I don't believe in overtraining. I believe in adaptation, you yeah. know, and like that's there's some truth to that. Sure. You know, other people will say like, oh, there's no overtraining. You're just under recovery. Uh, you know what? Also, though, I personally have had my CNS so blown out that I can't sleep. Here's here's. Can't sleep at night. Here's what I think is a main which is will affect your training. Yes, and so that that's really overtraining. Here's what I think. Um, just a, a quick little side on this: how you know if you're overtraining, right? If you cannot sleep, if you are up at night, if you are phys- or mentally exhausted, mm-hmm. but your body will not relax. So if you're laying in bed and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about, or your brain will relax. Yeah, but you'll feel it in your in your central nervous system and feel it in your body, like your arms, your legs, your muscles. They just almost feel tense. And like you, tr- you stretch, and while you're stretching, you're fine. Then you lay back in bed, and they feel like they want to fire, like almost tingling, mm-hmm. right? Like your whole body is like, like a restless your leg. Muscles. It's like restless leg. But you'll feel it all over your body, right? I had a real quick on that. My buddy bought like a simulator for his garage, whatever golf stuff. And he's like, "Man, I've just been fucking struggling with sleep lately, man." I'm like, "Well, what are you, are you doing at night? Are you?" So, well, you know, like I'll do the simulator, like you know, three, four hundred balls, you know, at night. And I'm like. That's why you're not fucking sleeping. What do you fucking mean? You're getting all jacked up, yeah. hitting fucking 300 balls in your garage till eight o'clock at night, and you're yeah. thinking why? Why are you up till fucking two a.m.? Right. Yeah. What do you mean? Like he's like, well, I know that, but like he's a smart, he's a smart yeah. guy, and he's but he's like, I used to work out at night all the time. Yeah, bro, but you weren't 38. Yeah, and also, yeah, also you used to work out at night. But what time did you go to bed then? Like, yeah, you're probably you, up still, going up late. You just didn't care as much as you were younger, or, right? Or, yeah, you were. You're probably yeah, you're probably going to bed at 11:30 at night, whereas now you're trying to go bed go to bed at 10. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's a whole different ball game. It was man. so funny because it was so obvious. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, dude, you fucking put your body through fucking hell, swinging full swing, full. You're going, you're going pretty much like you know, 85 percent of your physical like ability. Uh, 300 times in a row yeah and you wonder why your body doesn't want to shut yeah. down and go to sleep dude dude and so you know just that <laughs> fuck that simplified you know of you know he could probably do is he could probably eat more he could probably sleep more he could probably yeah, or just not do it so late at don't night don't do it so late at right? night or tone it down tone it down but then you know and then more more of donnie donnie shankles we should have him on the podcast more of his uh obvious uh advice here he's like well you got to get strong. I want to do it in the desert, though, in person. Yeah, me too. But, like, set it up outside, too, I and film it with the desert background. I want to go, I want to go out there. Uh, you know, it's like, ah, you got to get strong. So uh, what's the best exercise to strengthen your your hips and your lower back? Uh, the back squat. So you should do some of that. I need, uh, to, I need to start doing – I want to get back to the basics. I don't yeah. want to, like, t- take this off track, but I want to get back to – we were just talking about this before we got on here. Like I've been doing, I've been having fun, and I've been doing a lot of the single legs. I've always been a big fan of lateral uh, dumbbell, oh yeah, like leg strength stuff. I just feel like it just kind of translates better to like just moving around, yeah. being with, being agile. But like I want to get back into doing that still, but then just going back to like the basic back squatting, front squatting again. Now that I feel like I'm capable of doing that again, where like that wasn't even a you know two three months ago that wasn't even like 
in the right. realm of possibilities. Maybe that's why, though, because I knew what it felt like not to be able to. Yeah. And then, like, fuck, man, I wanted to get the barf back squat on my back. You know, uh, uh, let's see here. You need to be strong overhead. So what exercise can you put the most amount of weight overhead that's not a jerk? Push press. You should probably do some of those. <laughs> and, you know, it's because it, he was talking about training within the parameters, right? Like he has these, you know, these four pillars to, you know, create good uh, weight lifter. You know, it's like environment. But one of them was like training within the parameters, you know, and in his mind, the parameters are you know, doing the lifts. Mm-hmm. You have to practice the lifts and you have to practice them heavy and you have to practice the lifts heavy every day. And so you can tell, and it's, it's totally true. You can tell in meets, you can tell in competitions, you go and you watch a weightlifting meet on, on the platform. You can tell who's practicing the lifts every day. You can see it. You can see the way they move. Like you said, this guy's going heavy. This guy's going heavy. He has a barbell in his hands every day. And you look at some other guy and you're like, mm, that guy's probably actually doing heavy snatches, heavy clean and jerks fucking once a week, twice a week. He's on some program that's too fucking fancy. And this is where it wraps around the whole thing mm-hmm. is the simplify and the basics and just do the shit that works, but do more of it and do it better, right? Yeah. It's like, it's not about, you know, you want to be a weightlifter, right? And then you want to follow this program where you're only snatching and clean and jerking uh, twice a week. What do you, that's not, that's not a weightlifting program. That's a, that could, that could be a great general strength conditioning program. That's not a weightlifting program. You don't do that if you're trying to compete. No. What are you doing the other days? Accessory work? We're doing some RDLs. You think you're going to fucking go on stage and hit a PR snatch because of your RDLs? Because of your single leg RDLs? Are you fucking kidding me? That is, yeah. that is disgusting. It's gross. Yeah, I I think there's a place for it all, but that's not what's going to do it. That's no, that's it's called accessory work. Yeah, it yeah, shouldn't be the bulk of your training. No, oh. no, no, it shouldn't be the it shouldn't be anywhere near the bulk of your training. You want to you want a hypertrophy cycle? Do sets of ten in the back squat. Yeah. Do fucking sets of eight in the strict press and the push press. Right? Oh, are you and getting crushed and buried on cleans? Do more fucking front squats. Do some front squats. Yeah. That's it, dude. Well, obviously, like obviously, but. Bar the, feels heavy off the floor. Do like do pause. Do pub. Do pulls and do pauses. At where, what position does it feel heavy? How about you do some pauses there? Yeah. How about you get stronger through that range of motion? Or do some blocks, whatever. Man. I think I, I, I honestly I think I got a whole thing about blocks too. I think blocks. Dude, fucking tricep I think, kickbacks. I think blocks are. Injury. I think blocks are, are good. I, I do for some people, but I think people get more benefit out of pauses. Oh yeah! I think blocks are they're fancy and they look cool and they're yep. pain in the ass to take up a bunch of space. But I feel yep. like more bent gyms and more people would benefit from just like not using them. You, you know where I don't know. I think it's a like very specific tool for like an elite level lifter. Yes. Maybe like maybe like a Maddie Rogers or a fucking West uh, Kits or somebody can like sure. Maybe they can do some block work. I'm not saying people shouldn't do block work. I'm just thinking that they would get more benefit out of being forced to hold a position. From yes. a pause will translate better to your body figuring it out than standing in an awkward position that's probably actually not even the correct position that you're going to be in. If you're a new in lifter, re- in real life. If, it's, if you're a new lifter, it definitely isn't. And when I say new lifter, I even mean like under three years of lifting, You've right? You've done less like, than a dozen competitions. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's just, I just like, I always feel like I benefited personally more from the pauses. But we also did blocks, but like, I also felt like every time I was in it, like this was not the position I get in. Yeah, this is weird. also like an exaggerated, but it wasn't like, it just didn't feel natural. It's a way to work on specific. You know what it is though? It's, it's the same shit, man. I have gone on to block talk. People, but. people go to the, it's the same conversation, simplifying things. Cause people go to the, they go to these, these, the well too early, too soon was unnecessary. And you're fucking things up. It's the same guy who's squatting with chains on the back squat. And he's, and he's barely squatting body weight. Yeah. You don't need chains. You need squat, motherfucker. You know, how about you take the chains off? Just do more reps. Add more weight. 
get more out of it. If you're not squatting double body weight, put the fucking chains down. They sound cool. It's like, oh, you know, they're heavier at the top. Yeah, they are. But you know what? If you squat double, less than double body weight, everything's fucking heavy. Like, you just need to squat, dude. You know? There and was that weird chain phase. Well, it's, it's power, people got caught up in like Louis Simmons. There was that, yeah, exactly. There was like that little, there was that, a little phase, which, is, which even, is fine if you're training to be a power lifter. Yeah, there was a little phase with the chains where even uh, my coach at one point like started, like, you guys want to try to chain stuff? And we were like, it was like kind of fun to try it or whatever. And we yeah. did it. And then, like, I was like, ah, this is too gimmicky for me. Like, I, it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's. But I even remember, like, I didn't like. Uh, I feel like I've seen like videos like John and them doing chain stuff. There, there's there's a time for stuff, right? There, for it's, sure. It's same thing. Like there's these like the hook things where they they weight the bar, and then when you're in the bottom of the squat, they come off, right? You like see those? Sure, there's a time for that. Mash but, days. John was doing a lot of chain work. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the, yeah, well, because mash powerlifting. You know, it's like sure. strong for powerlifting. For sure. But and the thing is too, you're talking about someone who already squats well over double body weight. For sure. Right. Yeah, and that, squatting that's two hundred and forty kilos. It's the same thing know. with block work. You know, yeah. you do block work at Cal State. Everyone does block. There's nothing wrong with block work if you're a seasoned weightlifter and you're working on something very specific in your lifts. Yeah, but, like there's a variant, but not like right out the gates. Like, here it is. We're going to do all this fucking crazy block work and chains, and we're going to get as far away from the lifts as we possibly can, <laughs> and then we're going to compete in about two months. If you are not snatching body weight, then anything other than doing hang snatches, power snatches, and full snatches is a, is a waste of your time. Like you're not the movements. You're not one. You're not strong enough. Right. So you need that squatting and stuff's going to help come in there. But like, it's not, you're, you're not strong enough and your lifts aren't, um, you're not good enough at the lifts. You need to practice the lifts. You're going to set up on blocks. You don't even know what position to be in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like now you, you can do pauses. Sure. Do, do pauses. There's a, there's a time for that. There's a place for that. You know, like, cause, because you know what the pauses do is they force movement pattern. They force you to pause in a position that you would be in, in the snatch. Mm-hmm. Now you could set up with blocks there. Sure. But setting up halfway through the lift and pausing half through the lift are completely different things. There's nothing better than, or worse than pulling a bar off the ground and feeling your low back, not in the right position. Yeah. And then you're like, I can't move from here. And that, guess what? You're going to fucking figure out how to not feel that way. Yeah, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're going to feel like, okay, then you're then that time when you do pull it off the ground and you feel your back just nice and set, either lift doesn't matter, you know you're good. The it, confidence that you now have, because yes. you're like, oh, I'm in such a good position, my back, I'm going to make this lift. And this is the, the only way to get there is by feeling what it feels like yes. to not be there. And yeah. you, you get that from hangs, pauses, shit like that. You don't get that feeling with blocks because you can just set your back in that position yep and then just try and rip this dead weight off and it's like well you don't know what it feels like to be in the wrong position necessarily even also that makes sense yes and you know you know where you feel that also where you how you learn to feel that is by going heavy yes and that's the problem people going being afraid to go heavy going too light or not going heavy often enough the way the bar moves over 90 percent of your max and the way it moves under 80 percent of your max it's completely different the way it feels is completely different mm-hmm. it's a different movement pattern the bar feels different so you're doing all these lifts you know like you know all this training at these low low percentages and then you go on a platform and every lift on the platform is over 90 percent why would you not be practicing the one thing that you fucking do when you compete Mm-hmm. And doing that regularly, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, and like okay, yeah. overcomplicating things, man. Like simplify it. Yeah, I don't feel like any training session should be necessarily like under eighty to eighty-five percent. 
<laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, I mean, there, I just don't see some the, people would say you're wrong, but you know what? Uh, they're a bunch of jabronis. And I'm not talking about powers and shit, obviously. But you sure. are. You would be working with those numbers, maybe like of your power. Sure. Right. But yeah. like, I just can't remember a time where like I ever felt strong not doing that. Well, you wouldn't be, right? Yeah, I feel like I, I'm not saying you fucking go Bulgarian and you're maxing out, but you kind of do. Like you're maxing out a complex, or you're going to yep. a, you know, you're working up to a high percentage of your max in this complex. Like that doesn't mean you're maxing out. I'm max out my single leg RDLs, getting ready for this. The word max out gets too. thrown around too long, too much now too. It's like, well, it's not. I'm not asking you to max. I'm asking you to do this as heavy as you can because we want to translate, you know, strength gains through feeling heavy weights. Right. Yes. And you, it's like you snatching, you know, fucking 60% for 50 reps is only going to get you good at snatching 60 fucking percent at 50 reps. Correct. That is uh, that is exactly it. That, that's the only thing it's going to do. It's not going to make you get in better positions. You're only no. going to get better positions at that light weight. Right. You have to learn how to get in better positions at heavier weight. And the only way to do that is by using heavier weight. Simple as that. Right. Because you need to know what it feels like to have a heavy bar in your hands. Yep. Agreed. And that's just simplifying the lifts, and that's simplifying training, and, and that's simplify, what everything we're talking about. Also, simplify to wrap it around. You got to simplify fixing yourself, and and just you think something's hurt, start to strengthen it. Yes, that's what I did. I strengthened and, it through mid, uh, single, you know, kind of pinpoint, uh, you know, exercises and stretching, like as in, like not like fucking like a cross arm stretch. Like, no, I was like doing legit stretches that are strength gaining stretches and i was doing fucking dead hangs to fucking decompress my spine right i was doing all these basic things like oh you mean i can just hang on this bar every day for 10 days straight and it's gonna relieve my pain i don't believe that oh really it does work now try it (laughs) yeah yeah strengthen around it yeah and doing some fucking jefferson curls it's so funny Jefferson curls really fucking helped me like near the end. Like I just like, oh man, like I instantly started. I wish I would have started doing them sooner, Mm. but everything I fucking looked up said to avoid that. Right. Some people are like, you got two camps. Some people are like Jefferson curls saved my spine. And you got the other camp where it's like, don't do anything with a rounded back. If you have back pain. Well, it's like, yeah, well, what do I do? And so I'd fucking just went left instead of right. And I did the fucking Jefferson curls and I felt way better. Well, because because here's the thing about that, it's just like in uh, in CrossFit we talk about the on the the GHD machine we're doing back extensions, right? So there's there's hip extensions and there's back extensions. And they're different movements, and then there's the hip and back extension if you want a wild card in there. But the thing is, with the back extensions, you're actually moving the spine. You're rounding every single vertebrae all the way down into the bottom and coming back up to that same range of motion. And the reason why it's so important, and when people when they're not activating their glutes, or if you see they're rounding their back when they shouldn't be, if they can't get their back tight. Or they can't, yeah, they can't stabilize their midline on the back squat or on a deadlift. They go to deadlift and they're rounding their low back. They don't even know what they're doing because they don't know how to to stabilize because they're not used to using those muscles in that way. So then you put them on a GHD and you have them do the not the hip extensions but the back extension where you actually tuck your chin in and then curl all the way down one vertebrae at a time until you mm-hmm. get to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Then when you get to the bottom, you reestablish that lumbar spine, that lumbar curve, and then coming back up, the first thing you do is the reverse order is you go one vertebrae at a time starting your low back all the way up until eventually you pick your chin up, right? And it's a, it's a Jefferson curl is mm-hmm. what it is. But on a machine. But yeah, it's unweighted and your feet are locked in instead of doing it standing essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And the point is 
because then people, they will all of a sudden you'll realize like, oh, they're using these muscles. They've never activated these muscles in order like that before. And having the ability to activate your muscles is what's going to allow you to get in these positions. Right. And then after you do a few of those, then you have them now do a true hip extension, meaning the only thing that moves is your hips. You go down to the bottom and then back up, maintaining like the the point between your hips and your shoulders does not move at all. You maintain the lumbar curve that entire time and you only raise and lower using your glutes. Right. And then you're learning to stabilize that midline there. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing is that works better to get someone in a good position that works better than anything and it's simple it's not necessarily oh we need to get you to activate your spine so we need to do all these you know we need to wait till your apex moon right apex and then you got to go outside and <laughs> sacrifice the goat and do the whole thing. it's like nah man it's like just the, what are they struggling to stabilize okay well, let's get them some drills where they learn to use those muscles mm-hmm. and then they'll know how to stabilize it yep simplify your shit simplify your shit and you'll get better most of the time, unless you have a severe one percent to five percent, you know, rare situation, right? Yeah. And but the majority of people can benefit most from simplifying shit, and that goes for fucking pretty much anything. Like we always talk about it, and it's like a joke, but it's also real. It's like the fucking do nutrition stuff, and yeah. it's like the simplest answer is if you just ate more real foods. Yeah. You would a get leaner. B gets stronger. Yeah. And like that's yeah. and you'll be mentally happier, yeah. physically happier. But no one wants to hear that. They no. want the fucking supplement. They want the pill. They want the fucking the the nutrition plan. The they want the apps. They want the fucking you know, it's faux kitty to chimichanga, but just know, like, probably uh gonna feel some way from that. And just maybe don't do that all the time. Well, here's it's again back to simplifying. Okay, you eat something, and then if, if you notice one day you're like, man, I don't really feel that good. Take note, huh? What have I, what I, what I eat most recently? Oh, I feel kind of tired and sluggish. Oh, what I eat in my last meal? What I eat in the meal before that? Right? And, chim- and then chim- chimichang, dude. Chimichang, dude, they're so good. I honestly don't fucking I know. So funny you said chimichanga because I didn't, I haven't had one in probably five years. Yeah. And then I went to this Mexican restaurant around the corner from my house. And Kelsey's mom was like, oh, look at chimichanga. I'm like, they have a fucking chimichanga on this menu? Obviously, I'm going to get that. Dude. And it was a chili verde. Oh, yeah. Fucking chimichanga. It was inside, but it was a chili verde chimichanga. And it was fucking crazy good. They're so good. And honestly, didn't feel that bad after I ate it. But it was... It was like, I'm probably never going to get this again. I might have one this the weekend. Fri- the fried fucking... And it was like, you know, a, a restaurant. So it yeah. wasn't like a shitty yeah. little gas station no, chimichangas. No, it's a big dog. It was a big dog. And it was fucking... It was bomb. And it was, I think it was the chili verde that made it really good. If it was like chicken or something, it probably wouldn't have been that great. Yeah. Man, the chili verde. Hey, by the way, a pro tip. If you're like kind of skeptical on like a Mexican restaurant, if they got the chicken... If they got the chili verde... Yeah. Get that because it's going to probably taste better than like maybe like if you don't know what kind of chicken they use, if that's like that shredded chicken that just mm. fucking tastes like shit. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes yeah. I use the yeah. shredded chicken. It's never good. Yeah, get it. Get the chili verde. Yeah, the dude. pork, dude. Get that pork in there. At least you know it's flavored, too. At least you know it's going to, yeah, it's going to be masked with chili sauce and then like the pork's usually pretty good. And if their chili verde sauce is gross, then that's then just, 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 just never, never, then never then go that's back. Then that's Yeah, never, never go, back. go back. There we go. <laughs> so take note of how things make you feel. And then if you just know how you're going to feel afterwards, then you make your choices on that. Yep. Yeah. And if you're struggling with back pain, go to the basics, start some yoga, 
then slowly when you start feeling better, working into the isometric, is that the word? Mm -hmm. And just pinpointing your weaknesses. I know that my glutes weren't working, so I'm getting to get my glutes stronger. Mm -hmm. I know my back was hurting, so I need to get my back stronger. Yeah. There it is. You'll get better. Simplify your life. Lifestyle, nutrition, supplements, and then medical intervention. Boom. There it is. GSC 154. Out of here. Beep.